This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Bells will be ringing. The sad, sad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. My baby's gone. I have no friends. You wish me. Christmas, folks. Christmas 2023, now just six days away, less than a week, which means 2024 is right around the corner. That was quick. Now, a lot of great guests still stopping by this program later on today, but I did want to get to somebody in Congress because, you know, these senators want to, you know, take off for Christmas and New Year's. And it uh, seems like they can't. They're trying to come to some type of, I guess, bipartisan agreement on the border and Israel and Ukraine. And I got to listen to that ass munch Chuck Schumer speak, and I just I just wanted to, to, to stab myself in the eyes. I mean, I really can't stand Chuck Schumer. Can't stand him. So I go to one of my friends in Congress out of the great state of South Carolina, which is starting to annoy me lately, I got to say. Between Lindsey Graham's horrible performance on Meet the Press Sunday and Nikki Haley, I know yesterday she did a better job of staying away from Trump, but her onslaught with Trump, all these South Carolina people are starting to annoy me. Outside of Nancy, Nancy Mace, my friend and congresswoman joining me right now. Nancy, Merry Christmas. How are you? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> I hope I'm your favorite South Carolinian, Sid. Oh, you I'm are. Be on a- the top of the list. No, you are at the very top of the list. Part of that is because Scott Haley and um, and Graham never come on, and you do. But the other part is, is that uh, I just like the way you think. And, you know, Graham on Meet the Press on Sunday calling for a two-state solution. I don't know how you feel. Maybe you agree. But I can tell you, as a Jew here in New York, a Brooklyn Jew, and a very, very pro-Israel guy, we tried a two-state solution for like six decades and all we got ourselves into were yeah, well, bad wars. That's it. Right. And even we, they tried ceasefires, right? And and Hamas will, will not abide by the ceasefires either. And so, you know, it's not up to us. It should be up to Israel and her people to decide what they want to do in terms of a solution, if there is a solution. And I'm not sure that there is because these Hamas people, they're not, they're not human. They're animals, right? What they have done to Israel and the Jews over there and their massacre and their wish and dream for genocide is an abomination. And I just can't believe what I'm seeing unfolding on college campuses with our college presidents, our college students, with people across the country and our country calling for Jewish genocide. Like, I, I am beside myself. Where do these people come from? I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. No, it's scary. In fact, uh, there was an article in the New York Post, which I brought up to Bill O'Reilly yesterday on Sunday, which stated, and I'm not sure if it was accurate or not, you got to be careful with these stupid polls, but it did state the overwhelming majority of 18 to 24-year-old kids in this country would like to see Israel annihilated. So anyway, Lindsey Graham's out of his mind and Biden. They're being brainwashed. Yeah, of course, they're being brainwashed. That's right. So I want to get to Governor Abbott for a second because Texas passing a bill 
that if you cross the border illegally, you're going to be arrested. Wow, that's a novel idea, and yet oh, imagine and, that. Yeah, oh, and, and yet you, that you break the law, you right. get arrested. And yet imagine you know that. that the federal government is going to go nuts on Governor Abbott. You know that people like my mayor are going to call him a racist when all he's doing, Nancy Mace, is abiding by the law. That's it. And did you see? Have you seen the videos from Eagle Pass, Texas? Have you seen? That is a tiny town with twenty nine thousand residents. And there are thousands of illegal immigrants at the border right now in Eagle Pass just salivating to get over because Biden has an open border policy. Biden will not follow the laws. And, you know, we can impeach, you know, our own Republican representatives in the House, but we can't impeach our own secretary of of Homeland Security, the guy who's over the border. We can't impeach anybody, right? I just – I am beside myself at what Republicans are allowing to happen. But thank God for Governor Abbott. Thank God that he has got some common sense and is trying to find a solution when the federal government has abandoned the state of Texas. We really have. The abandoned. Yeah, the state of Texas and uh, a lot of states across this country. So let's get to it. I know you guys want to go on your Christmas mm-hmm. vacation, Nance. I know you want to go to Charleston, go to that great steakhouse where you invited my daughter, Ava, just last summer. She's coming home tonight, by the you way. You should come down next time with her. She's lovely. She'll uh, come down next well, time Well, thank her. you. She's right. actually coming home tonight, and uh, Danielle and I are excited about that. But um, you guys uh, have to, I guess, wait, postpone that vacation, talking about some bipartisan deal that deals with the border, talking about Governor Abbott, and then, of course, money to Ukraine and Israel. For me, I, this is just for me, uh, the border should get the money mm-hmm. first. That's our country. And I believe, like right. Donald Trump, America first. Everything else goes to Israel. I am sick and tired of funding Ukraine. I could argue with Pete King all day about this nonsense that Putin's taken over the mm-hmm. world. He can't find his own ass with a map. He ain't taking over nothing. That Russian army is an absolute joke. They're going to win the war because of attrition, and they're just too large a number. But they are not taking over anything. So for me, it's the border yeah. and Israel. What about you? Well, it's absolutely the border. It absolutely is Israel. Anything left over could possibly go to Ukraine if we have the money to pay for it is the thing. And I, I will tell you, while we're in we're in recess, but I, I obviously we're, we're still working in the district, but was just invited to Israel yesterday. And I'm trying to work out dates where I can go over and see how things are progressing, see what they need. I know when the war first broke out, our office helps get dozens of, of Jews out of there from our district and folks who are visiting there and see what they need uh, because this is this is not just about Israel. This is about the world and having safety and security no matter who you are around the world. And um, they're coming for them, you know. And you read the stories about Hezbollah uh, supporting Hamas, the, the Houthis now. Um, you know, we're shooting down drones, uh, the, the shipping issues that we have over there. I mean, it's just – you know, and Saudi Arabia is involved with all this because they're supporting certain certain elements in Yemen. And, you know, this is a, a huge quagmire and could lead to World War III if we're not careful. And we've got to support Israel and her might in every step of the way that we can. We have to. Yeah, was, I, I was actually, power. you know, you said we have to support Israel every step of the way, Nancy makes. And I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised because I'm very critical of everybody in Biden's administration. They're a bunch of uh, racists, anti-Semites and morons. They really are. 
But I, I was pleasantly surprised by Lloyd Austin, who said yesterday, look, this is their war. I don't want to get in the way. they got to do what they got to do because all we've heard from Biden and Blinken and Sullivan and all these geniuses is, hey, you got to slow it down. you got to, you got to change it up. You're killing women and children in the streets, innocent Palestinians. I am so sick of this administration acting as if, when we know, dating back to his age with Obama, that Biden doesn't care about the Jews. He cares about the Iranians. He cares about where his money is coming from. That has become increasingly obvious. Mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks to you too yes yes and they become apologists for hamas right slowing it down only helps hamas and only hurts the jews and only hurts israel which is i i just uh you know i the left is so crazy right now i mean you can't even define what a woman is <laughs> and you can't <laughs> and you can't uh speak out against jewish genocide like I, I i can't this is the world that we now currently live in and they only want to say is Trump. Shut up about Trump. Let's let's talk about the real world and what's going on over here and how crazy you guys are. It, you know, I just we have got to get Republican leadership in every way, shape, or form next year. That election next year is the most important election of our lifetime because this cannot continue. Couldn't agree more. I was watching a Welker on Meet the Press on Sunday badgering Lindsey Graham about Trump's rhetoric about the border. He's starting to sound like Hitler and shut up. Fact They're is, not we... going to want to come across the border with Trump as president. Right. I can tell you that. And Iran's not going to not going to shake its, its spear or rattle its spear with Trump as president. I mean, that's what's. I mean, I, people they don't see that how much safer we are in the world without a Biden presidency. I, I can't even. I, I can't even talk to you. Can't even have a conversation. No, I mean you're right. The uh, the Trump rhetoric. I mean, people are so tired of hearing about that. And maybe he's not always artful mm-hmm. as they want him to be, but. When he was president, we weren't having any of these issues, any of these issues. And now None. we've got tons None. of issues here and abroad. Yeah, it's just, just an absolute joke. So, so what do you think happens here with, uh, with the funding in terms of the border and Israel and Ukraine? If you had to make a prediction, Nancy Mace, what do you think happens? I think they'll do fake border security to get it through. And I, and I think that, you know, I, I, I respect and appreciate our Senate Republicans right now that are holding the line on border security, but the left does not want border security. They want open borders. They want to ruin our country. They want illegals to vote in our elections. They want to, they want to transform this nation into a different nation. And so I, I think you'll see a watered-down form of border security if I had to bet. It will not be H.R. 2. It will not be what truly can stop the illegals from coming across the border, but it'll just be kind of a facelift, right? It might do one or two things and try to make you feel good. The rhetoric will make you feel good, but it's not going to do a damn thing to fix the border. That would be my guess because that's typical Washington. That's Washington math. They like to talk a good game, but at the end of the day, they don't really care. Sounds like lipstick on a pig. No? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me about Hunter Biden. I, um, you know, I become friendly now with Steve Bannon. He's coming on again tomorrow, second time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, you mm-hmm. know, he's been, uh, you know, the, he's got a four month prison uh, stay uh, ahead of him and Navarro also. And here's Hunter Biden, who goes to the wrong side on purpose because he knew if he ended up on the House side, he could be arrested. So he goes to the Senate side. He refuses to go to the deposition. I know you guys are hoping to hold him in contempt. I mean, this guy's got to go to jail. What what, what is it going to take? You've you've uncovered all this stuff, you, Nancy, Jim Comer, Jordan, all you folks, his father's business dealings, his uncle's, his business dealings. Now he turns his nose up on Congress and and misses a deposition. What's it going to take to stop this Biden family once and for all? 
he literally, Hunter Biden, literally gave the middle finger to America and to Congress by showing up to the Senate side and ignoring the subpoena to get him to come to that deposition. And what we should do, and I am no stranger to holding people, and you can ask Steve Bannon this, <laughs> he and I, <laughs> but I am no stranger to holding people accountable when they don't show up for a subpoena. That is contempt of Congress, and the Republicans better damn well hold him in contempt. Um, that is the very minimum we should be doing. He should be coming to be to testify in a deposition, just like Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka and Jerry, like every other Trump family member did. They sat down for hours and hours and hours of deposition. And just because your last name is Biden doesn't mean you get it, you get different treatment. I mean, you're not any different than any other American who is subpoenaed to show up before Congress. He ought to show up too. And I, quite frankly, think that the indictments from California recently were a reason to prevent him from coming to be the polis, right? I mean, we know that the Biden administration will do anything that they can to hide and obfuscate the laws that, that Joe Biden has broken. And that's why this investigation is so important, because we can further expose the reason why Joe Biden will need to be impeached when we're done with this investigation. Well, I'm glad you went there. This impeachment inquiry, are you uh, pretty confident it would lead to eventually an impeachment? Well, it will certainly open up our subpoena powers and our investigation ability with regards to what the Judiciary Committee is doing, oversight and ways and means are doing. Um, but we've got to have the backbone that when we present the evidence, that we follow through on the evidence. The evidence is leading to an impeachment of Joe Biden. But, you know, you've got the mainstream media, too. They're they're playing a game, and the left is playing defense in that game. And so we have our work cut out for us. But based on polling I've seen, just on what the committees have done so far, 75 percent of Americans believe that Joe Biden has done something wrong here, probably broken the law because of the evidence we're putting forward Every single week, and we have got to continue doing that and let the voters decide whether or not they think he should be president. I think the overwhelming majority then will say no. All right, 60 seconds. Nancy Mace, you're great as always. I mean, really great. So for all the hell I gave you about Matt Gates when you, uh, as uh, Newt called you, the traitor eight went against Kevin McCarthy. So I go to this big uh, big event for the New York Young Republicans Club, Gavin Wax, a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. And um, I'm hanging out with President Trump, uh, literally hanging out with President Trump. And uh, Matt Gates and you Ginger. You pictures. You yeah, pictures. That's right. You saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. So Matt Gates and his wife, Ginger, are at that table, and he made a speech, Nancy, that wasn't good. It was great. Now, I know McCarthy gave him a lashing on his way out a couple of days ago, but all this led to Johnson being the uh, the new man in the House. How do you think Johnson is doing? Correct. He is an honest broker. I don't agree with him on every issue. You and I will not agree with him on social issues in any way, shape, or form, and that's okay um, because of the, the way that, that it works, that those things won't pass right now. But um, he's honest. He's trustworthy. He's going to tell you the truth. Because with the other guy, yes was maybe, maybe was no, and you didn't find out about it until six months in. And so with Speaker Johnson, I like him because he's honest. He will not tell a lie. And both sides of the aisle can trust that when he says he's somewhere, that is where he is. And I feel I feel very strongly that we're going to get, I think, a more honest Congress out of him. I just hope it doesn't jade him. I just, uh, you know, doesn't get too jaded by it because D.C. is an evil place. There are evil people there trying to do evil things. And um, I think he'll withstand the storm. We're not going to like everything that he does, but at least we know he's coming from a very honest place. And that is something to be respected 
in this business because honesty is very difficult to come by, as I've learned in a very short period. <laughs> yes, you have. It's uh, You've had your ups and downs this year. I know the last couple of weeks it's been very public. You've had mm-hmm. some, some uh, tough issues, but... I appreciate what you've done uh, here with me in 2023. We've become good friends. You've been great to this program. You really have. And I wish you, Nancy Mace, a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And I think 2024 is going to be great for you. How about that? Thank you. South Carolina loves you, Sid. Mom (laughs) is listening right now. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hope you kill it. Uh, you too, and hello to your mom. I know I love your mom too. She's a huge fan of this show, Nancy Mace's mother. There she is, Congresswoman Nancy Mace, doing a terrific job.